I'm Jim. And I'm Tuck. And this is Beer in the Heart of Texas. A podcast dedicated to reviewing the beers of Texas. Today, for episode 11, we'll be reviewing two beers from Lone Pint Brewing in Magnolia, Texas. First, we'll start with Yellow Rose IPA, followed by Gentleman's Relish Brown Ale. I'm really excited by this one. I've had a few. Mostly I've had Yellow Rose IPA. I have a friend of mine, Kelly, who's a huge fan. Uh, Kelly, who cannot beat me in fantasy baseball. He uh, loves this so much. He lives in Arlington. He actually called and started having the beer uh, just sent to him straight from the brewery because he loves Yellow Rose so much. Wow. So I okay. am excited about trying this one. Yeah, you know, I've not had either of our the beers we'll be trying today. I have had one notable beer from uh, Lone Pint. That's uh, Tornado Shark. How is that? Really, really enjoyed it. I really like the label and the description, so I definitely want to try that one. Right. Tuck, uh, any announcements, corrections, apologies? Uh, no, so let's get down to it. Uh, Jim, what are you drinking lately? A couple things. Uh, number one... I found a beer that I recently liked, and one of the things that, uh, in our conversation, um, it was noted that you didn't really care for this one, so I tried it again just a couple nights ago. It's out of uh, Fort Worth, uh, a brewery called Hop Fusion. It's called Feisty Blonde. Really, really like it. And so I had that for a, a, a third time. Just a couple nights ago. And beyond that, uh, the only other one that really stands out is uh, a couple nights ago. Well, no, it was last week. Last week, a friend of mine gave me a Colorado Amber Lager. And I really enjoyed it. It was a great, uh, easy, smooth, lawnmower beer type. And uh, it was nice because I hadn't really had a foreign beer for a while. <laughs> yeah, Colorado. Yeah. I like that. Um, Doc, how about you? I have been uh, drinking, uh, actually I've been going through trying to clean out my beer fridge for the upcoming fall and winter beers, uh, lots of various things, doing lots of yard work. So I've had a lot of Ruby Red Bird, which I like. And then one that I really enjoy, a friend of ours named Spencer introduced it to me. It is called Montucky Cold Snack. <laughs> it's just a really crisp, refreshing Really good drinking beer. Uh, had some while I was cooking out. Had some while I was working in the yard. It's got a horse running through a rainbow on the cover or on the can. It is really good. My wife loves it. Um, Sounds I, I rather appropriate for you, Tuck. Oh, it, it is. And I, I got a question for you. We're talking about beers that I said I didn't like, you like, vice versa. Right. How many times do you try a beer that you don't like before you're like, it's off my list. I don't want it ever again. That's a fair question. That's actually, I don't think I've ever been asked that before. And, you know, I'd have to say, in general, um, I might not try a beer again unless I clearly note that uh, that first first shot I gave it, the beer wasn't uh, optimal in the optimal setting. Meaning, if it wasn't uh, particularly cold when I had it, if it was in my fridge for an extended period of time, then I'll give it one more time. I'll give a beer two shots, two shots max, 
And then uh, that, that's pretty much it. I, I'm pretty certain, yeah, after two times and that second time, I'd be very, very careful to make certain that everything was as good as it could possibly be. That's, that's, that's it. Okay. That's, that's about how many times? Two or three. Sometimes if, if it's recommended or someone tells me, hey, they've really changed, uh, I will go back and try it again. I know the first time I had Blue Wing, which is one of my top three favorite beers. I didn't particularly care for it, but... They changed it up, got it perfect, so uh, I was just curious. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Tuck, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Lone Pint Brewery? All right, Lone Pint was started in 2012 by Trevor and Christy Brown and Blake and Heather Niedenhofer. A couple of couples. Uh, (laughs) Really, yeah, I know. Yeah, in case you can't count. Um, They really, they're all about the hops, and you're going to see this with some of their specialty beers. Uh, They really pay attention to the hops and the malt. Um, It's in Magnolia, Texas, which is... Yeah, we looked it up, and and I was fairly familiar. I thought I knew definitively where it was, and as turns out, surprisingly, I was right. It's, uh, what, just to the west of Conroe, um, down, uh, well, in the neighborhood of Houston, just a little north of Houston. Okay. You know, and just one uh, quick thought, too, about the brewery. We reached out to Lone Pine. And it was great. Uh, their response was immediate. And, and come to find out, one of those founders, uh, Trevor Brown, was uh, the guy who got in, in back in touch with us right away. And, and it was wonderful how cooperative he was. Just a big shout out. Thank you, Trevor. Yes. Um, and I want to say it's, it, it wasn't just for us. Uh, my friend Kelly right. uh, emailed and got an answer right away. And he was just asking, like, where can I find it? And he ended up just dealing directly. And I... I think he wanted, I want to say Trevor, it was one of the owners. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, they have a brewery and a beer garden. Uh, they recently expanded their brewery right before COVID hit. Of course. Um, they have food trucks, lots of events. And if you're ever wanting to know what's going on, their website is absolutely fantastic. They have all their food trucks listed. They have all their events listed. It's easy to find. Yeah, and just to add to that, I've looked up their website, too, on a couple occasions. And if you're in that North Houston area, you know, you're on the north side of town. Magnolia is an easy drive. You're getting out of town, which personally, I always, that's a great thing. So it's there's a lot going on at Lone Pine Brewing. Their labels, uh, their art, all their art, which is really, uh, I got to say, I'm impressed with the artwork. It's very distinctive. We'll we'll get more into that when we get to the, the Yellow Rose and Gentleman's Relish. But um, it actually, most of the artwork comes from their cellarman, Alex. Uh, they said he's really creative and he's got a great eye for the labels, which I agree. Yes, yes. And, and we, uh, you know, one of the questions we asked Trevor as well then is, how about the naming of your beers? How do you come up with that? What did he have to say, Tug? Well, he said that it's a group effort and that they all kind of sit around and come up with it if the beer is a group effort. But if one or two people come up with the beer, brew the beer, then they get the uh, rights, I guess, to name the beer, which I kind of like that. Seems fair. Um, And what are their uh, core beers? Well, they have uh, a few core beers. The Yellow Rose, the Gentleman's Relish, the 667 Neighborhood of the... Neighbor... Of the Beast, which I love that name. It's an American IPA. There is the Jabberwocky Imperial IPA and the Tornado Shark, which is an American strong ale. And you said that's the one you've had. That's the one I had and and absolutely loved it. 
And, and just along those lines too, one thing that immediately stands out about, uh, about Lone Pint, Pint Brewing is all of their beers, at least all the ones I've ever seen, and I've not been, to, unfortunately, I haven't been down to their, uh, to their um, brew house yet, to their beer garden, is that uh, they all come in bottles, and they're all oversized bottles. Is instead of the typical 12-ounce bottle, they are, I believe, 16.9 ounces. And so, very distinctive. They come in four packs, and it just lends itself to this great art that you'll see on their bottles. Oh, yeah. And and, and the, the bigger bottles also helps you find it easier. In many respects, the, yes. yes, yes. And how about uh, their limited releases or seasonal beers? Like, um, what do they produce? They have quite a bit. They, they like to make beer. That shows because they make a lot uh, seasonally. Right now, the one that is currently there is the Cesson Dog, which is a Belgian-style farmhouse ale, which is named for their dog, Dog. It's a great label. It's their dog in a beret looking all artisty. Uh, upcoming, and I'm really intrigued by this one, is the Un- Undead Head Ed Ghost Chili Porter. Oh, that's a mouthful, and it, that sounds amazing. It really does, but it also sounds like it's going to be extremely spicy. Yes, yes. and then so. And finally, they have the Zithophile. This, why don't you say that? Because you looked up what it meant. Zithophile. Which means? It is a beer enthusiast. Okay. It is their Lone Hop series. And this is something that sounds right up my alley. And something I don't know if you're going to like. But they... Tell us more. Seasonally, or every quarter, they brew a beer using only one hop. And they use hops from all over the world. They will only use that one. And they really try to showcase the hop. The first one they ever did was the Yellow Rose, which they did in 2013. And we'll talk more about the hop, but it was a mosaic hop. Uh, but we'll talk about more when we get to it. All right. The first beer we're reviewing from Lone Pint is Yellow Rose IPA. It has an ABV of 6.8%, an IBU of 62 Tuck, I'm not going to lie, that's a little high. It is, it is, but, you know. Tell us a little bit more about the beer. Oh, yeah, Um, it is what they call a smash beer, which the A in smash is is lowercase, the rest are uppercase, and what that means is single malt and single hop. So single malt is the SM, single hop is the SH. Um, It's got lots of malt. They refer to it as a caboodle of malt. And said so that was a brewer's term. I've seen a couple of breweries use it, so it just means a lot of malt. And and that really shines through. It, it definitely does. And the hop they use is a mosaic. Uh, the mosaic we've we you know we had the community mosaic right. uh, a little while ago. Uh, it was the mosaic hop was created in 2012, so around the same time the brewery was opened. And it is a daughter of this Simcoe hop. So it was uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to go back to my Gregor Mendel grafted uh peas uh it's grown from the simcoe and it comes from that you lost me Tyler. yeah i know i know so uh, hopefully someone at home can follow me uh so let's start with the site and label like how does it look well the first thing you notice as we said earlier is the bottles and that's all i've seen bottles um are oversized not the crazy large, but uh, 16.9 ounces. And so that stands out. So you get the four pack and the uh, the labeling on the bottles. It's very distinctive. 
It's it's sort of a classical, um, almost Art Nouveau look yes. to it. And you have this uh, beautiful woman who um, has a dark complexion. She certainly has darker skin, yellow rose in her ear, and and then prominently on the uh, on the bottle it says Yellow Rose Smash IPA. And then I think the other thing that's kind of noteworthy, I love this, just uh, paying homage to where they're from. In each corner of these, uh, well, the top two corners of these image, or of this image, rather, you have two magnolias. Yes. The, um, the flower, that is. Yes. <laughs> not, not the whole city. Nope. Um, okay. The Yellow Rose is in a reference to the classic uh, American folk western song, The Yellow Rose of Texas. She's a Texas legend from the Texas Revolution. Uh, the song itself came out in the 1850s. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a long time. So it definitely dates back to the very beginnings of Texas as Texas. Um, I love the bottle. Uh, I like the big bottle. I do um, too. It, it's, it's a four pack. Uh, I know my friend who I've mentioned who can't beat me in baseball. Kelly, um, he he brings it to parties and everyone kind of shares it. So, you know, someone will fill a glass. There's a little left. They'll fill it. And it's just a nice. It is a great size for co- a sharing yeah, beer. Communal yeah. beer. Right. Um, you know, uh, it's I love the look. It's it's Art Nouveau. Yes. Okay. Um, it's got one of the things I like. It's got the ingredients and when it was bottled. And when I say ingredients, it literally lists them out like anything else, which they don't have to do. Tells you what hops, what malts. This is a Pilsner malt. Tells you the tasting notes, a little bit about the brewery itself and where it comes from. This is uh, this is great. The the big bottle. I, I'm really a huge fan of it. I've grown to like it too. Just the more I've seen of it. Um, you know, the one downside, if you can call it that, is it only comes in four packs. But the, Is that a downside, really? I haven't done the math, but I feel like it almost equals out to at least a five and a half pack of... Uh, well, let's see. So 17 times four, that would be 68 ounces, roughly, versus a six pack would be 72. So you're getting a little less, okay. but not much. For the record, like at any time math comes up, I just stood here and sort of smiled and stared into space. So, I got you covered. Good job. Thank you. Uh, So, how many points? Well, and that's a great question. So, how does the bottle look? Tuck, do you want to go first? I will. Um, I'm giving it a five. The the big bottle, the story, the ingredients, the date it was bottled, um, the the picture, all of it. I give it a five. I, I love these bottles. You know, and I think this is true for all of Lone Pint Brewing, all of the bottles I've seen so far. I'm a huge fan. I love the imagery they use. I love, just like you said, I'm a huge fan of this oversized bottle. Not the crazy, you know, um, what are those called? The almost almost growlers. Oh, yeah, the... the, the... Big, big bottle. Is, yes. I don't think that's the actual term. That's what I call Thanks, it. Tuck. Big bottle. It's not that, but it's a great size. And, and so, yes, I'm going to award uh, the Yellow Rose a five. Excellent. And I, I do want to say this. Sometimes with those big bottles, they're a little intimidating. I'm like, I don't think I can drink all of this. I, I don't get that with this. You know, and that, that's a good point. For me personally, 
there's only one there's one scenario where I'm buying one of those. It's for cooking. Yeah. Well, I, if it's I'm taking it somewhere like a bottle of wine for someone I know, like, but ultimately this is this is great. This is still a one person uh, bottle, at yeah. least potentially. But it also because it's just slightly more than a pint, you could share. Yes. So let's move on to the look of uh, How does ye- that- the yellow rose in the glass, Tuck. Um, How did it look? It is. A great IPA look. Nice head on it. It smelled like an IPA. You could smell the mosaic hop. It is not see-through. No, it was very hazy. Um, and I was watching yours specifically as you poured it. And it was really interesting to watch just the haziness sort of filter through the pour in the glass. And it just became hazier and hazier and hazier. And it was it was really interesting to to view firsthand. It um it, it is unpasteurized, so the yeast will settle, the things will settle, but that does go through. It's fine. Uh, I I like the look. I like the smell. It, the smell stands out. Yes, um, certainly the hoppy, the mosaic hop shines through. And and they do say they know their hops. Yes. And this brewery's all about the hops, and I think they did a great job with this. You can tell right away this is an IPA. Uh, again, I'm giving this one a five. Okay. It, it had what I wanted in an IPA. That's fair. I would agree um, with most of that. It is definitely what I want out of an IPA. It's probably a little unfair to uh, not give it a five. I, I readily understand. I'm going to give it a four. Simply because I'm a little bit uh, more of a fan of a deeper amber. It's I'm broken record here. I know. Oh well. Um, the haziness, not not too bad. The uh, the the foam, the head on on the pour, fabulous. The uh, aroma, well, certainly less scary than a year ago, but uh, it's still. A little daunting. You know what you're about to get, and then until you try it, and then when you try it, and we'll get as we'll get to in just a little bit, quite a bit of a surprise. All right. Well, let's get to it now. Okay. Let's get to the taste of the beer. Now, this is the one. Each one of us gets ten points instead of the normal five. Uh, Jim, this was the big one for you because it's an IPA. How did it taste? Yeah. How did it taste? I was a big fan. Uh, the initial taste, and as you mentioned previously, there's an emphasis and and really by Lone Pine trying to um, really make it very clear that the malt matters in this IPA, and and that's what I tasted initially is a very strong blend, not one overpowering the other, but one working in concert with the other. And so the maltiness with the hop, it was really a surprise. It was wonderful. I really enjoyed that initial taste. Tuck, how about you? I um, I loved it. It's it's a, just a solid, good IPA. But you're right, the malt gives it something extra. Uh, so many of these hopped beers, you can tell they put a lot of care and emphasis on the hop and they just sort of use whatever for the malt this one had 
both, which gives it a strong flavor that goes beyond just hoppiness. It's it's got a depth to it. Right. It's it's got a taste that that changes. The aftertaste is right. different. Um, the it gets, second taste on your palate definitely different than that initial taste, and it's 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 interesting to see how it changes, how it develops over time as you're consuming it. And so, Tuck, just one quick question. Not so much what are you going to score this, but how does it rate with uh, your view of IPAs? I know you have a high standard up there at the top. Is this uh, approaching top three IPAs for you? I, I yes, it, it is. Uh, this is one of uh, my favorite IPAs. It's a little different. If I'm wanting something that's just hops, this wouldn't be the first one I would go for. But if I want something with hops and that's something extra, or if I want to introduce it to someone who maybe doesn't like IPAs, this is actually one I think I'm going to reach for almost all the time. Um, it's just such a good flavor that I I enjoyed it. Um, that being said, what about you? Well, one last thing, I guess, I, before I rate it, uh, one last thing. The aftertaste, that second taste on your palate, how would I evaluate it? Well, it's not as good as the first taste. I think it's a lot hoppier. It is. The hops really shine through more than anything else. It's not bad, it, but it is a little too hopped for me. And that's aftertaste, that secondary taste. And so that's going to take it down a little bit for me. Um, not much. I really did like this. Uh, I would give, uh, I'd give the yellow rose an eight. Okay. Which I don't know. We'll have to take a look at a little bit later. I don't know that I've given an IPA that high of a score before. I think that might be the highest or at least tied for the highest. Right. I'm, I'm giving it a 10. Okay. Um, it's, it's a 10. It's just that good of an IPA. All right. So finally, Tuck is, uh. The Yellow Rose, a Texas beer. Yes. I mean, it it lives up to it. The Yellow Rose of Texas. Classic song about Texas. Um, it's got the Yellow Rose. She's on there. Um, I'm, I'm giving it a five. It's a Texas beer to me. Okay. You know, it's, it's interesting. There's Obviously, there's a lot of subjectivity. There's a lot of dimension to the uh, awarding points of to what extent is any beer a Texas beer. Um, I would start with this. The Yellow Rose, and to the degree you're familiar with the Yellow Rose of Texas, the both the, uh, the, the story of the individual as well as the, the song itself, um, certainly not going to argue level and degree of Texas right there. Uh, the one hesitation, and this is why I'm going to not award it a five, but a four, is IPA does not, will not ever just shout out to me, that's a Texas beer. Just can't do it. That's so, fair enough. Um, I, I, I don't think I've ever given an IPA a five. I hope I never give an IPA a five. On, is it a Texas beer? It's not. It's not. Something refreshing, something much more just uh, lawnmower beer-esque, uh, as you like to call it. 
is where I would go. I get that. That's fair enough. And we'll see what happens if we ever run across a hop that was grown and created here in Texas, if you'll change. But uh, we're not there yet. That is true. That's a good point. So I do want to point out, this is the first time in our podcast, a beer has gotten 100, the full marks from at least one of us. Really? I believe, I'll have to go back and look, but I'll double check. It would be Shiner if it was anything. Okay. Our second beer from Lone Pint Brewing is Gentleman's Relish Brown Ale. It has an ABV of 6.2% and an IBU tuck of 28. Tell us a little bit more about this beer. All right. It is a nod to the English style ale, but as they say on the bottle and on their website, this is brilliant. It's a lot stronger to reflect America's victory over the English in the revolution. Thank you. So that's great. Um, And they definitely, they play that up. Um, On the bottle, as we'll talk about in just a little bit. Yes. It's named for a, a gentleman's relish is a popular British snack. It's an anchovy paste. And it's actually called gentleman's relish. And they eat it on toast. Um, I think like IPAs, we've also... Agreed to disagree, because to me, that sounds absolutely amazing. I love anchovies. Nope. Um, Not yeah, happening. I, I definitely am going to try that soon. It is uh, made, the malt is the important uh, forwardness of this. And the malt is a Maris Otter malt, which is a traditional English malt. It is actually the go-to for most English ales. And then they just use a English hop. Um, in it. And you can definitely taste the malt. Uh, so let's get into how it looked. Uh, you want to describe the bottle? The bottle is beautiful. I really was a fan. Uh, am a fan. Uh, on the, uh, the primary label of the bottle, what stands out to me, you have this fellow here. And he's clearly an American, although I would say he's from the Revolutionary Period. He has got a... Uh, a keg, um, a wooden barrel, where you have the Union Jack, except emblazoned right above the Union Jack. It clearly says... USA. And uh, he has a U.S. flag on his shoulder. Um, And what I really like about this bottle, two things that stand out. Down in the bottom corners of this image, you have both the ABV on the left, the IBU on the right, and up top, where on the uh, yellow rose, you had two magnolias... The flowers on the top left and the top right of Gentleman's Relish, you have two cannons. It's lovely. It really is. And I do want to say, because we didn't describe it before, uh, the logo yes. for Lone Pine. It's very simple, yes. but really nice. I was looking at their what they call on their website their swag. I'm really tempted to get a t-shirt. Uh, it's just uh, a pint of beer with a magnolia leaf and green over, and it. it just says Lone Pine Brewery, but it's simplicity. It's it, classic. It's very classic. It, it's a very classic one, and they had some really cool-looking T-shirts that had this on there. So I think uh, here in a little while, I may be ordering one. Nice. Yes. Nice talk. Uh, so what did what did you score the bottle? You know, the bottle, uh, just uh, the imagery... Is something I'm, I'm just a huge fan of the uh, Revolutionary War, um, and pretty much everything about this bottle just shouts out to me. It's clever. It's 
It's very solid. It's well thought out. I'm going to give this bottle a five. All right. Um, I'm giving it a five also. Uh, for the bottle alone and everything, the artwork, I'm giving it a four. But because it's named after an anchovy paste, which I love, oh, no. I'm going to go ahead and give it that five. So a five from both of us. Thank so you, once Tark. again, their artwork... Um, Exceptional. It's it's worth buying these just for their artwork alone. And again, they should be commended for this because... Alex is doing a good job. Yes, he really is. All right. So how does it look in the glass? Great question. The uh, It's a brown ale. So it's exceptionally dark. It's not a stout dark. It's not uh, your friend... Uh, what's his name? Breadbird. Thank you. It's not quite Bredberg's standard of... No, it's not as black as his soul. But it's it's pretty dark. It is a darker brown than your traditional uh, brown ales, I would say. Right. It's more of a mahogany. That's that's nice, Doug. It, it really is. It, it, it's very, very good looking. It does look good. Yes. It's a And it's a very appealing foam upon the pour. The aroma... Tuck, what did you notice? I got a little bit of malt. There's not a strong aroma. I got very minimal coming back to me. But it was definitely malt. And I think that's what they're going for. Uh, but it's a it's a great looking beer. Great head. And so, Tuck, how many points do you award for just the look in the glass? Well, I got to say, and I, I don't drink a lot of brown ales. Um, but I, I will say this is probably the best looking one I've had. So... Um, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. I'm giving it a four as well. I like the look in the glass. I love the foam. Um, they're probably the only thing, well, let's say two things. A little bit lighter, but having said that, it looks fabulous. Um, but a little bit of aroma. Uh, the aroma. I was, missing, I was missing. I was expecting. I was thinking there was going to be a little bit more. I, that's what I was thinking, too. The, the color for me is fine. I like this dark brown. Um, in fact, to me, that's more of a brown ale. Right. Then, uh, I can't remember the name of the one that has been around forever. The uh, nut brown ale? The nut brown ale. I, I like the look of this one. Right. A lot better. And to the big category, the one that truly matters, Tuck, uh, the taste. How does uh, Gentleman's Relish taste? Well, first off, it's malty. And I liked it. It uh, was the perfect amount of malt. We had one recently that was too malty, and that's all it had. This one's got, like the Yellow Rose, a depth to it, a maltiness where here's what we're trying to showcase. It's this this uh, Maris Otter malt. It's delicious. It's smooth. It's got a little bit of sweetness. But then there's other things. So you can taste a little bit of hops, not a lot. Just enough that it's got a complex flavor. What about you? You know, I was a huge, huge fan. This The first drink to the very last. Very, very smooth. The malt was the primary taste. It was the primary thing, the, the flavor that you, um, for the first taste on your palate, for the last taste on your palate. But simultaneously, as you mentioned, it didn't overwhelm. It was just the right amount. It was perfect. It was so well done. And so I would give uh, Gentleman's Relish a nine. I was, this is, 
And absolutely, if you lean toward this type type of beer, or you know, as we progress soon, we're not there yet. Um, but as we move into fall, oh my goodness, this is a beer that just it just strikes me that uh, on a, a 50, 60 degree night, this would be great outside. Oh, I I one hundred percent agree. I also think this would be a great beer because it's the the flavor. There's no like difference. Like when I say it's complex, the second taste doesn't really change. That it, is that is one thing I really truly liked about this beer is it, it was the consistency from beginning to end was amazing and it was wonderful. And I'm I'm giving it an eight. Okay, you but, didn't say that. Yes, but yes, and I, I do want to say like this would be great with like a burger. Or a steak, or just you know, just a good hearty meal. I'm even thinking like chili, oh, yeah. or um, a stew. Like this would be a wonderful beer. Oh my uh, gosh, yes! But or the, a T-bone with a yeah. twice baked potato. Yeah, but oh, I'm actually kind of thinking of using this the next time I make beef stew. Except the problem is, I don't, don't want to drink it and not have it anywhere else. But this would be, it, it's such a good flavor. It is. Um, I gave it an eight. Tuck, I'm going to one-up you. I'm giving it a nine. I am a huge fan of Gentleman's Relish. This is going to be this is going to be periodically in my beer fridge. Oh, this is... I'm going to go get some as the weather cools off. Uh, this is going to be great for colder nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if I'm grilling out. Oh, yes. Yeah. That uh, late autumn grill session where you're... Hey, you need to go out and grill. Yeah, but in here like in Texas, empty. we'll uh, we'll figure out what week that is that yes. fall falls on, and we'll uh, maybe November. Maybe, yeah, maybe know. the first week of November we'll have. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Lastly, Tuck, uh, to what extent is Gentleman's Relish a Texas beer? Other than the fact the brewery is in Texas, there is not a lot of Texas. Uh, Texasness about this beer, and that kills me because everything else about it is wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm, oh, this is this is what always kills me about this category. I, I'm giving it a one. Uh, I, I don't get me wrong. I love the the label. I love the way it looks, but nothing about it to me other than Lone Pipe Magnolia says. Texas. What about you? You know, Tuck, uh, I'm right there with you. It saddens me because this is such an exceptional beer. I really, really enjoyed it. It's, as I said, this first time I've ever had Gentleman's Relish. Um, and yet, is it a Texas beer? For all of those reasons you mentioned, it's an American beer. Oh, very it, much It's so. an American take on an English classic. And as the uh, label suggests... It's far stronger. And I got to be honest, just like the revolution, America did it a little better. Yes. Yes, we did. And so, but I can only give it a two. It's not a Texas beer. It's a, it's more of an American take on an English classic, not a Texas take on an English classic. Which so. is fun because this is great. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And and I want to say, uh, overall, this brewery has really really outdone themselves absolutely and and once again just a huge shout out to trevor for his great 
help and assistance with the information about the brewery. It was fabulous to find out more about Lone Pine Brewery. Um, but we came up with uh, some interesting scores, Tuck. Yes. Uh, first of all, uh, I was right. The Yellow Rose was the first beer where one of us gave it a perfect score. Uh, Shiner came close. Shiner uh, did come Idiot's close. Hill, for you, came, came very close. But this is the first one that had a perfect score by me. We'll find one for you. Eventually. Eventually. And um, what was uh, what was the t- uh, Yellow Rose's final score? The final score was... Um, it's not in front of me, Jim. So uh, forty six. It was Doc. a forty six. And how does that rank? Uh, that ranks. It is now our highest ranked beer. It slipped right past Shiner Bach. Take a hat off. Uh, yeah. Now and uh, yeah, it's happened. Shiner has been superseded. I didn't think that was going to happen. I thought it would always be Shiner with slightly above everyone else, but that's how good Yellow Rose is. So. Hats off, Lone Pint. It's a uh, you're the number one beer. And and to be fair, Gentleman's Relish scored a 38. And that 38 out of 10 points is it a Texas beer. It was it received three. If if it had and a so little more 35 out of 40 is probably in terms of, in many ways, you know, it tells a, a better story of what kind of beer and what kind of quality. Is coming out of Lone Point, Lone Pint in Magnolia, Texas. I want to go down there and I want to try this. I want to try their Zithophile. Yes, uh, beers because I am the hops fan among the two of us. And honestly, I'm going to go to our local liquor store and see if I can find some other kinds because I'm I'm a huge fan of this brewery. Yeah, the uh, the. Uh, Tor- tornado Shark. Ah, that sounds good. It's yeah. worthy of your trying. And I want to try the 667 because that also sounds great. Um, do we want to run down the final scores? Sure. Okay. So are, are we talking the overall for each category, Tuck? Um, let's go ahead and do that real fast. Okay. Yellow Rose for sight and label uh, of the bottle. We each awarded it a five, so ten points. Total for the look in the glass, Tucker gave it scored uh, Yellow Rose a five. I scored it a four. For the um, taste, obviously the most important category, Tucker awarded it a ten, and I gave it an eight. And for is Yellow Rose a Texas beer? Tuck scored it a five. I scored it a four. Now on to Gentleman's Relish for, and that's a total of forty-six. Sorry. Gentlemen's Relish, um, Tuck and I both scored it a five for a total of ten points um, for the uh, for the bottle for the look in the glass. Um, we each scored it a four, so eight points total for the look of Gentlemen's Relish in the glass. For the taste, uh, Tuck scored it an eight. I scored it a nine. And lastly, is it a Texas beer? Sadly, Gentlemen's Relish. Tuck scored it a one. I scored it a two. Tuck awarded Gentleman's Relish 18. I scored it uh, 20 points, 38 points total. And that's going to rank it uh, right in the middle. middle, Right in the middle. And again, if it was a Texas beer, it would have gone well up to the top. 
Yeah, when you look at the overall list, it's slightly below the middle, although the middle is 39. Yes. The the, the middle score, median score is 39, and so, eh, yeah. you know, it's it's just unfortunate. Gentlemen's Relish, great beer. Yellow great Rose. American beer. Yellow Rose, great beer. Yes. Um, just very, very impressed, as you said, yeah. with uh, Lone Pint Brewing. Magnolia, you're doing it. And uh, one last thing, just to make sure we're aware of this. Kelly, someday you will beat me at fantasy baseball, but it doesn't look like it's going to be this year. So good luck to you next year. And in fantasy football, where you beat me every year. Thanks, Tug. Sure. On that note, uh, we look forward. Uh, fantasy baseball playoffs have begun. Tuck still has never, ever beaten me. Thank you again for listening to Beer in the Heart of Texas. And before we go, we'd like to thank a couple of people. First of all, Jeff Blankenship for creating the music heard in the podcast. And friend of the podcast, Michael Vick, for helping us with all the technical support and advice. And let's not forget, we need to support our local breweries. And please tip your bartenders well, for they're doing the Lord's work.